Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. This is Dirk, I'm your host, and we are approaching Weekend 30. This program is presented to you by Jack Jivers Realty, and we will have with us Mike Carlson, one of the lead agents uh, of the group. He will share his Lake Life and his background, why he's selling real estate, and we will give you a 2019 real estate market update and many more information. So stay tuned for that, please. If you haven't gone to our Lake Life Weekend website that we just released, please do that too, because we are putting all the events in the area on a map. That means you don't have to search for what's happening in the area in a list format anymore. So you just hover over the map and you will see in a certain pins what's happening around you. And we have organized the pins uh, by week. So our program is always, this is weekend 30. So <clears throat> we thought we will always publish what's happening in that particular week. Um, it's still growing. Um, we are working on that. It's built from scratch. That means we are able to adjust it. Um, it's not that easy, <laughs> unfortunately, but it is possible. So if you go there and if you like it or if you don't like it, um, please be so kind and share your opinion with us. That really helps us engage with us too. Um, we will have a submit function uh, for you to tell us what's going on, what you would like to uh, publish. So you can publish your events, um, whatever it may be, um, and we will put on the map for you. So help us engage. And um, yeah, you can also email us at any time, hello at lakelifeweekend.com. Um, we are also, last week we had a program with Looney Days. That's coming up. Please, <clears throat> sorry, remember, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> remember that we have a sandcastle contest coming. Um, that is the Saturday of Looney Days weekend. I believe that is August 10th. Yeah. So mark your calendar and please come visit us. You don't need to register, pre-register. You can just show up with your a bucket and shovel. So we're excited for that. And another um, event that we have been helping to mm, create is the Virgus Open Air. And we have uh, 32 Below um, and another famous band play on September 1st, Labor Day weekend in Virgus at the ball field. So mark your calendars and check that out. So yeah, I hope to see you um, more often in the future at uh, any of our events. I don't want to keep this much longer now from our interview with Mike Carlson of Jackture Realty. Thank you very much for tuning in and you have a great weekend ahead. Welcome to our interview part. Um, this week we have here an expert from Jackture Realty. Hi Mike. Hey, good morning, Dirk. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, today I'm wearing two hats, in fact, because uh, I'm the broker at Jack Chivers Realty and uh, Mike Carlson is uh, one of the lead agents uh, from our group and a local expert 
I am actually not the local expert. That's why I am depending on people like Mike that are from the area, that know the lakes and actually create the sales team. I am behind the scenes uh, and do the filing, the the broker duties, the assistance, and I am doing the marketing for our Jack Chivas Realty Group. So today we have a little informal um, sales meeting maybe, right Mike? Sure, let's call it that. Yeah, yeah. and before we, um, usually my guests, uh, I ask to speak a little bit about themselves, um, the history, where they're from, why they are in Lakes Country, and then I was hoping we can reflect on the on this year's market so far and compared a little bit with last year and uh, definitely also we have um, well all our listeners love lake life uh, that's kind of evident um, I don't know if all own uh, real property yet on a lake um, I know that probably everybody plays on the lake enjoys the lake um, um, so we could also explain a little bit um, the approach on um, and the difference of buying recreational property versus a first residence. I always think, you know, a, a, a metro market like Fargo Moorhead or, or Minneapolis or Chicago, whatever, is just so dif different. We are yes. serving a unique, mm -hmm. a unique kind of property. Uh, it's a second home to most. Um, of course, a lot of people are local and live here and enjoy Lake Life year round as a first resident. But let's just assume we're talking the people with um, Lakeshore that come for weekends uh, or or seasonal like over the summer with the kids mm -hmm. um, that is just a different approach and we are a niche service yes we have, absolutely we this is a very distinct unique market here right I always compare it with selling art mm -hmm. I used to be an art mm -hmm. dealer in Germany and um, it's it's unique mm -hmm. every Lakeshore every lake is unique so that's why we also Mr. Trivers, in fact, uh, taught me um, that the Fargo agents, and all respect to the Fargo agents, they have to tackle um, school districts. They have to tackle um, the diversion, um, flooding. So that is a very unique market, and uh, it's a special market. But they don't know how far Heideland is. They don't know the depth of Floyd Lake. Mm -hmm. They don't know uh, the zebra mussel situation in on Big Pine, mm -hmm. potentially. Maybe they know that. I'm not saying that they all don't know yeah. but I also assume that a Florida agent is an expert in in, in the Everglades mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. and he probably doesn't he or she doesn't know uh, the Colorado market right so although despite the fact that we are so close I learned over the past 10 years that we are very distinct mm -hmm. and different so yes and you, you just don't know it unless you live it I mean, that's that's really and that's not to be boastful it's just uh, it's a honest observation and I learned that in mm -hmm. particular since I have been in the Lakes Country market for over the si like six years now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's where I live. That's what I learned. That's why we're actually doing all this mm -hmm. Lake Life talk yep. because it is so different. So yeah. now, now. And it's I fun. It's a riot. It's a blast. It's <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle. Yep. That's what it is. So enough about me. Now about mm -hmm. you and the real estate market. Sure. Who is Mike Carlson? Where are you from? What brought you to Lakes Country? Tell us your sure. story. Sure. Uh, again, thanks for having me. I love the show. Uh, really fun to be in the studio with you, Dirk. Thank um, you. So, yeah, just a quick brief background on me. I'm from uh, southeast of Earhart, just a couple miles. Grew up on top of the hills there. Uh, so the lakes were in my backyard. Um, Earhart on 59. Earhart on 59. Yeah, south Arizona. of Pelican Rapids. Right. 
Yep. So Elizabeth, Fergus Falls, Erhard, Fergus, Dent, Pelican Rapids, Detroit Lakes. Um, that whole area was, was home to me. Um, and I actually, I loved the wildlife uh, scene and nature and biology so much that I, I actually followed in my father's footsteps and went into wildlife biology to begin my career. Um, and You went to college where? At South Dakota State University and studied wildlife fishery sciences. Um, and then that took me uh, all over the nation for a while. Um, was in South Dakota for a bit, uh, in Minnesota, uh, Kansas, Alaska. Um, I even did a little bit of that kind of work in Nebraska for a short term. So mm-hmm. um, I've lived, <laughs> lived a lot of different places. And so I did grow up in Lakes Country, moved away, obviously, uh, for education and then to follow the love of my life, uh, my wife, Amy. And then um, ultimately, you know, and I don't want to use the cliche, there's no place like home, but um, really there's no place like Lakes Country. And I, and I mean that uh, sincerely. I've lived a lot of different places and um there's no question in our mind that we once we started growing our family uh, you know we're up to four kids now and uh we wanted to be back in lakes country because it's um th- there's just no other landscape or uh, seasonal variance like there is here and that's so, a unique spot um uh and so i changed careers a couple times and um most recently i was in law enforcement uh, down in Nebraska, and we decided that w- with our um, our size of our family growing and me being on the road a lot and away from home a lot, it just wasn't the family life we wanted. And we were living out in uh, western Nebraska, and it was very dry and um, just the you know wide open spaces. And I'm used to uh, big timber and a wet landscape, you know, and that's what I missed. And so we just decided to make a life change, and, and we're so thankful we did. Um, two and a half years ago, we moved back, back to, to Minnesota. Minnesota, found ourselves on uh, Loon Lake, mm-hmm. uh, renting a small cabin just for the interim until we found our permanent residence now on Pearl Lake, just west of DL. So Yeah, so you live on a lake. Yep. And uh, your wife uh, spends all the time with the children. Yep, stay-at-home mom. Yep. Yeah, we're very yep. good. I love that. Yeah. That's how I was raised, oh. I guess. And uh, and you connect your children to the wildlife yeah, already. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's a uh, it's a way of life for us. To yeah. be frank, <laughs> yeah. I am surprised. Actually, talking about you raising a family here, I'm surprised not more people are fleeing mm. the metropolitans. And I say fleeing because I mean I'm a metropolitan uh, kid. I guess mm-hmm. I like the subway and I like the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. I do, but I so much more appreciate what we have here. Mm-hmm. I am really surprised with all the job opportunities we have in the local area mm. from manufacturing. I mean, everybody is seeking talent. So I still don't understand why not more people are coming. Mm. Um, do you think that there's people arriving that are coming from different places that not your return mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. resident? Have you met a lot? I mean, with through children, playgrounds, have you met yeah, that's that's a interesting question. Um, I, I can't specifically uh, speak to that as far as families relocating from metropolitan. Um, but what I do think is curious is that uh, you d- you know the lake life. It's one of the dynamics that we often miss is the relational uh, dynamic that lake life offers families and friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why there's such a draw on the weekends. I mean, the traffic out of Minneapolis to get to their lake life 
weekend cabin is is uh, <laughs> stout. I mean, there is a flood of uh, vehicles exiting Pushing. the metropolitan mm. area mm. to get to their cabin for mm. the weekend. Mm. So that's indicative of a desire uh, to be in this area mm. Um, mm. for sure. But they're doing it with their family and friends. Mm. You know, there's a, I think more than just getting lakeside and experiencing uh, the many recreational opportunities, I think it's, there's also this very large undertone um, relational dynamic that we're not maybe um, uh, acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think people want to be a part of a group. They want to be a part of a family. They want to belong relationally to a group of friends or to their family. And um, I think that's one of the biggest draws uh, for the Lake Life Weekend experience. And, and it was what I'm seeing, especially from the metropolitan, you know, because they're, they're really fast-paced. Right. So they um, use it as a balance. Now, that's very, true. Oh, very and good point. Good point. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's the weekender. Mm-hmm. I call them the weekenders. Yeah. That's how the name came up, Lake Life Weekend. It's the weekender guest, yeah. uh, let's say. But I am surprised that not more people take the family like you and yeah, plant them that here is, yeah, full-time. That's a good question. Year-round, yeah, yeah. because I am an advocate. And then we have the West Central Initiative out of Fergus Falls. It's a, a development organization, yeah. West Central Initiative. Uh, uh, and they have this program, Live Wide Open. Sure. And I think it's livewideopen.com even. And they advocate or, yeah, advocate um, seven counties here. Mm. I think they're partners with like seven counties ar- ar- surrounding um, Audertail County. I cannot name them all, so pardon me, but like it's up to Hubbard, it's Becker, it's Otter and Wadena and like three more counties. And uh, they portrayed small communities like, pff, I don't know all the names, so you can research mm-hmm. it all. And I'm totally behind them. And mm-hmm. I think they're, I mean, I can foresee a renaissance of rural America. What I mean by that is where the people reconnect to this rural, beautiful piece of mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a small town, like uh, just considering violence and all those big True. communities yeah. or, or traffic jams or like the non-balance. So again, Lakes Country bears uh, life balance in a different way and the mm. Metropolitans are already seeking it over the weekend but m- I think that's not enough <laughs> yeah so anyhow um, it, it might be the winter thing too a lot of people good. haven't embraced the winter recreational opportunities that Lake Life actually uh, uh, offers offers and so <laughs> I am a Lake Life year-round advocate mm-hmm. absolutely me too me too it's uh, snowshoeing and there is so much and ice fishing ice oh. fishing cross-country skiing and uh, yeah so we love Lake Life, that's mm-hmm. evident. Um, you came back to raise a family. Mm-hmm. I think you are the perfect example of making it happen. Mm-hmm. So if there's uh, somebody in Fargo and whatnot, mm-hmm. they, they should consider to, to relocate and bring and raise their family here connected to the, to the wildlife and yeah. the, the yeah. outdoors. Absolutely. So, but like, if for example, before we talk how the real estate market is doing, mm-hmm. If somebody is seeking, what is usually your approach? Let's just say like a mm-hmm. first-time homebuyer's class. Yeah. What, they say, hey, Mike, I want to be on a lake. What, what's the, what do I have to answer? Yeah, so I, I usually start with, um, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, what do you truly value at the end of the day in, in your lake life um, dream? Is it the water basin itself? Does it, you know, is the water quality and clarity... Uh, location, geographic location of the actual 
water basin or lake, where do you want it and what kind? Because there's many different kinds of lakes. Um, like what? Oh, it, it, they uh, high, high, wide ranging um, from crystal clear, you know, big bodies of water to very fertile, shallow, uh, mesotrophic uh, lakes that experience algae blooms, but they're much more affordable to get on, right? Um, and everything in between. So the question is, what do you want out of your lake? Yep, absolutely. Um, because you, that's what you're purchasing. The Yes, there's going to be a structure there or you're going to build, but really your dollar the, is, is being spent on the body of water and the shoreline, or most of your dollar is being spent there. And so I always... I, shoreline. Yeah, so I always start with the, the, what kind of lake and then what kind of shoreline and topography. Because the um, that's critical. Um, if if the dollar amount isn't uh, an issue for you, then yeah, you can afford level sandy to sandy. So where you go from walking in sand on the terra firma into the body of water and it's sand, a sandy bottom. Well, those properties are much more uh, desirable and desirable rare. and expensive, mm -hmm. frankly. So um, and they get more affordable the more uh, incline there is to the cabin because um, mm. so uh, the water isn't as accessible mm. right um, but some you know that's not critical to everybody it's mm. different for everybody some people would, would rather pay less for the lot and live up high with really big views for Just instance views. Mm. Yep. Um, or they want to be right down on the water as close as they can get and, and, everything, and, and everything in between so mm. um Yeah, I always start with Mr. and Mr. Byer. What what do you value most? And I just try to have a heart to heart with them um, to understand. And, yeah, and understand their uh, value system. The values uh, of the yeah. pricing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yep. that's of course. Yeah, location like in a in a city is always location, location, location. Mm -hmm. So how quickly are you to school, sure. interstate, hospital, groceries? And yep. here, that is also right. How oh yeah, geographic location means everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In regards of what? How far to what? Mm -hmm. uh, usually to what town or community that they're familiar with or that they work in or that their kids go to school in or that has the amenities they desire. The weekender? Like is it restaurants or like or how f close to Fargo? Yeah, the, we the weekender uh, is all over the map as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, but the uh, year-round resident, they're going to be much more concerned with the commute to whatever town they're traveling to. Um, If we yeah. think of a Fargo person uh, mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. or um, which are the most desired lakes? Is it still Cormorant? Yeah, the Cormorant area, absolutely, because it's under an hour to commute to. So they can go there not just on the weekend, but they can go there during the week after work. You know, So that's, that's big for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so now we, we have a couple different types of lake. Um, yeah. Right. What are those types? Well, uh, it starts with the shallow basin that is considered fertile. Um, and you're going to find those, for instance, in southern Ottertail County, where there's more agriculture surrounding the watershed. And so um, when you have agriculture surrounding the watershed, apart from trees and grasses and shrubs that are protecting the water, we get more nutrient runoff. The more nutrient runoff into the water, Uh, the more fertile the water, so we get more zooplankton and phytoplankton blooms. The more blooms we have, the more 
the sun um, heats up the water, right? The more absorbent oh, sure. the water is because it's darker. Mm. So the higher the water temperature, the, uh, the more prolific the vegetative life, and then your water clarity reduces. Um, so that's that's one type of lake. Mm -hmm. And then um, moving up from there, you have the deeper lakes with um, maybe some uh, holes in them, you call them, you know, 50-foot to 80-foot holes in them, okay. uh, which allows the lake to turn over. Um, and there's different levels of, of water types with, uh, within the... Um, they're stratified in a sense, and so that water can ha has a chance to turn over. Oh, the natural turnover! Yep. Like I, in the biology book, oh, it's the deep yep. hole. Yep, and then so that's that helps, and then but there for are some, now. but yeah, for clarity. And then there's some lakes that are clear, but they are not deep. Spring fed. Mm -hmm. Spring fed, and the terra firma surrounding the water, or I should say, the watershed for that particular lake, is covered in grasses, shrubs, uh, trees, you know, dense vegetation, which is the filter, filter. keeping the nutrients out of that body of water. And, so and phosphate from the runoff, mm -hmm. from yep. the rain. Yeah. yeah, nitrogen and phosphorus is the big, the big two that add to the fertility of the actual lake itself, which, yeah. which is uh, negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then clarity as an indicator for fishing quality also? like is it, it can be. Uh, fishing a really super clear lake can actually be pretty challenging. Right. Those fish seem to be smarter in a really clear lake. They can see better <laughs> yep. and they're deeper or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, not necessarily fishing. It's more of a peace of mind for the lake home buyer. They, well, you know, dirty water uh, scares us. We don't like dirty water, mm -hmm. right? So nobody wants to end, even though the water isn't necessarily dirty and bad for you, it looks, looks dirty. Perception. An interesting fact, you know, every lake, no matter how clear it is, has, it goes through algae blooms throughout the year. Mm -hmm. We just don't, on a clear lake, we just don't notice them, but they're there. Mm -hmm. On a fertile lake or shallow. De define mm -hmm. algae. There's a ton of different algae, right? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a slang. Oh. I mean, really, it's it, it's a very broad brush, the term algae. Uh, it just means phytoplankton and um, plant matter of any, any kind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, algae... There's a, a ton of different kinds of algae, but um, the term algae bloom just means a increase in um, vegetative life within the water, suspended in the water. So, um, yeah, there, there's lots of different things to know about lake country, and they're, they're all seasonal too. Uh, you could have a really deep, high, re you know, big recreational lake that's deep and clear most of the season, and then, but maybe late fall, if we get a spike in uh, air temperature, they might experience a pretty significant algae bloom, and then the lake home buyers are, are uh, concerned. Like, what's happening to my lake? Well, it's part of the cycle. <laughs> it's part of the cycle. It just happens. Um, I have that at Lake Seven. I mean, mm -hmm. Lake Seven is really famous about yeah. uh, uh, clarity, and then it is pretty much crystally after the winter, yep. and then it goes into this fogginess. Yep. And it's just like, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and then. It, and then, then the pollen pollens are from the trees, and then there's pollen on the water. Like, oh, my leg mm -hmm. is getting destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then it clears up again. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing. Yeah. And then we have, yeah. So I've experienced that for six six summers now, and I'm yeah. always, <laughs> but I got used to it. So yeah. so it's just a cycle. Yep. Yeah. And it and it it's a system. Yeah. We it, just shouldn't disturb it. 
Right. Yeah, and and that's why the uh, the buffer zone it's called is is so critical to our watersheds. Um, that you know, and and speaking of um, uh, watersheds, you know, septics has become a, a hot topic in Lakes Country, which you're you're really only going to know um, the details of the septic issues if you live here and you work here on a regular basis. Um, and in a nutshell, um, our governing authorities just care about our watershed. You know, we're really, we're placing a really big burden on our, on our soils to protect our water from our sewage, right? I mean, that, those drain fields are not far from the actual w- body of water. Exactly. And so we're placing a huge burden. We're really asking a lot of that soil. To, to filter, yeah, it's exactly the earth. We're using the earth as a filter on those drain fields, um, and so, uh, so yeah, some of those codes are being more enforced lately, but for good reason. And for I understand. I understand it's really frustrating for sellers often, or buyers, or buyers too. Uh, yeah, it's just a. It can be a very frustrating, convoluted process. It's a um, long-term protector, though. Exactly. Yeah, and it and it adds to the preservation and of our water quality in our lakes which the only reason we're here is because of the water right i mean so why not do whatever we can so, to protect so it? Should we should honor it and respect it yeah, uh, yeah. treat it respectfully i mean yeah absolutely yeah um circling back uh, fishing water clarities hmm. uh, i i understand that but there is uh, different types of lakes so there's a recreational sure like a environmental yep and uh, general development. general development, recreational development, and environmental. Mm-hmm. Can you briefly explain the differences? Environmental is uh, those shorelines are just going to be more protected. There's uh, less development on the lake. Recreational, setback rules and exactly. Yeah, and you can't do much to the shorelines. Um, Two hundred feet setback. I think. I don't know specifically. It sounds familiar. Two hundred. Um, Recreational development just means there's more development allowed on the lake, mm-hmm. um, but there are minimum width requirements for those lots. I think it's on recreational, it's 150 feet. Oh, minimum width. Minimum width. So uh, on a general development, you can have uh, 50 foot width, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, again, our governing authorities have deci- dis- decided to protect some bodies of water and other bodies of water were allowing more development. And that's really, I think, in a nutshell, yeah. The different types. Yeah. yeah. No. And um, so how was this season mm. so far? Like we had 2019, we had an extreme long winter. <laughs> um, very That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> it, it started off somewhat slow, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was very slow to start. And I, I don't know if it was to do with the weather. Some will argue it was, you know, it was cold and rainy for quite a while into our spring. And maybe that slowed the our buyers down from putting feet on the ground and hunting uh, cabins. But um, but then it has significantly uh, increased midsummer here, and uh, most of us are are uh, very, very busy. Beginning June, the market yeah. really picked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't only the missing buyers, but wasn't inventory very low this year? Yeah, inventory going into the summer, we were pretty concerned. Like, oh, man, what? how are we going to make a make a living here and the, but then like i said both buyers showed up and sellers showed up yeah at the first of june there and um there's more see. properties there is there are is but i wouldn't state that too strongly it's still a seller's market there's not a lot to pick from right there's a lot more 
but there's still a pretty limited supply to, to pick from. Right. Uh, so we have a seller's market. Mm-hmm. Do you explain that? Uh, it just means there's more demand and less inventory. Right. Uh, we've got, I mean, I, I'm working with roughly in all at different levels of motivation, of course, but 30 to 40 lake home buyers or lake cabin buyers. Um, I, I use the word lake home interchangeably with lake cabin, but um, most of them are cabin, you know, weekend folks. You're trying to match 30 yeah. to 40 buyers currently yep. with a property. And it's sale. hard. And they're waiting. They're patient. They know what they want. Um, they're very discerning and careful. Um, they aren't quick to react. And well, as you know, in, in real estate, it is it is highly emotional, which is good. Emotions are a good thing that we, we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to love the property we're buying, of course. But equally so, and maybe even more in today's market, I'm, I'm sensing that uh, logistics, uh, financial uh, w- uh, wise decision making is, is trumping the emotional uh, aspect of the purchase. So more rational? Yeah, rational. That's is, a good word. Is, yeah. is, is coming into play yeah. with, the def- with the decision. Yeah. And so, so, so then I just tell my sellers, you know, that you, it is a good, strong market, but you have to be careful. If the, the buyers, they really have a good sense for something that is overpriced. And if they do sense that, they're not even going to show up to look at it. That's so. something, too, that I, in the past 10 years, looking on, at real estate and working in real estate for myself. Um, and I have not worked in real estate 20 years ago, but mm. I hear the stories from the 80s when there was just like a big book and the real estate mm. agent was like, the, the book of knowledge. Okay. I think buyers have never been, obviously, never been more educated than today. No, right. You're I right. have met buyers or heard stories. I mean, they have the app on their phone <laughs> from the county and they know the tax yeah. value and yeah. transaction dates before we even had a chance to look it up. Yeah, and they're contacting neighbors that they don't even know. They're knocking on doors to learn more about that property that's... Uh, in between them. They want to know. Yeah. They're very informed mm-hmm. and they are somewhat aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good yeah. because they, that also means they're careful. Yeah. I like that. I want a careful buyer. Yeah. Uh, um, and our sellers, we, we want, my, I want my seller to get a careful buyer rather than a hasty uh, buyer, you know, because that careful buyer is, he's more organized. He, he's, his finances are in, in good order. Good order. Thank you. Yeah. And they make a, a decision that will not uh, fall apart. Very well. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Those. Those. Yeah. I. I see the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be ca- cautious who you sell to, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's not always purchase price at all. It really is the strength, the totality of the circumstances, the the strength of that offer, and you got to choose carefully sometimes. Right. Right. So going into this midsummer, and. As we all know, it's a cycle. The summer is going to an end. Mm-hmm. Is there a good time to list property right now? Yeah, it's, right now it's perfect. Um, buyers, th- their feet are on the ground. They are shopping right now. Yep, absolutely. So if somebody is considering to him make it his last summer yep. and shutting down the cabin to exit mm-hmm. to wherever mm-hmm. they want to go, mm-hmm. Arizona, yep. it's, it's definitely month. not too late. And and even if you were to wait a little bit into August, it it still isn't too late. These, if it's the right one for the buyer, like I had said earlier, they're very patient. 
Um, if it's the right one for them, they don't need to be in it for this summer season. They'll, they'll, they'll long term. Yeah, they'll wait. They'll come open the door next spring. Right. As long as it, they secure it over the winter. That's. I must say we have um, a peak usually in March, mm-hmm. but then the second strongest peak in sales over the past six years that I can reflect on is October. Mm. So it's the fall buyers that buy at the end of the summer season. Yep. That's what I have experienced. So yeah, listing in July, August, and then even into September, probably listing it in August to shut it down after Labor Day and then handing it over to the future buyer. They're still excited because they're buying it for the future summers mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your advice for like a seller to get ready for list to list? Mm. That's a... Uh, in a nutshell, um, I, the word clean comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Despite the condition of the property, despite if it needs upgrades or if the deck stairs are falling off, most buyers can see past that as long as the property itself, the land, and also the interior is clean mm-hmm. and in somewhat uh, order, some kind of order. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, if it's been neglected and it's literally dirty, mm-hmm. uh, buyers have a really hard time imagining themselves there. And I know that sounds maybe overly simplistic, but the, <laughs> the word clean and order is critical to a buyer when they walk through that door are they stepping over garbage Mm -hmm. or do they have the freedom to walk through and not feel dirty Mm -hmm. Um, that's critical that comes to the respect Uh, of the property from the previous owner yeah oh yeah very good point um now there's a lot more that goes into when i when i actually counsel a seller when they get ready to sell it's a pretty long conversation but uh if if it's a quick conversation the word clean you have to clean it up Mm. do everything you can to get rid of the clutter um, to get rid of personal uh, items and just clean Mm. clean 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 (laughs) Uh, uh, apart from that if you want to take it to the next step um, it definitely helps to and what I always do I hire a uh, professional stager and a professional photographer you know and there is there's costs associated with that as well I absorb a lot of that myself but um, when a client or a seller trusts me with their asset, I don't take that lightly. And um, I work really hard with them to make their property exceedingly presentable um, because they are competing with other properties. We yeah. have to remember that. And we need to um, make their property uh, the best it can be and put it in the limelight. The best it can be, though, because I want to be truthful. Mm. Uh, um, you're not a magician. No. <laughs> and uh, I, I always beg for sellers to be realistic. Ah. Mm. Right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's good advice. Because um, you can have spent 40 summers with the family at a certain location, and yes, that is your mm-hmm. heaven, mm. paradise. It may not be the same to the future owner. And um, of course, we are extremely subjective. Sure. And emotional with what we are giving away. And I think when it comes to selling your valuable property, I don't want to talk anything down, Mm -hmm. but I just always expect realistic 
and trust in the market experience that mm -hmm. somebody like you have, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Do you yeah, we don't control the market at the end of the day. It's it's only worth what a buyer is willing to pay for it. Um, the market. Yeah, that darn market. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. mm -hmm. So you, you prep your your clients selling to to spiff it out, make it out as organized. Major repairs, actually investments. Or it depends. Depends. Yeah, it really it really depends. Um, if they are listing at a at a higher price, trying to really test the market at a higher price, and they have some major obvious repair, yeah, you need you need to take care of that right now. Um, if they're being much more realistic and entering the market uh, much more fair or even below tax assessed value, then no, that's fine. Let the new buyer um, uh, decide if they're going to fix it or not. Improve. Mm. Uh -huh really comes down to the motivations of the seller. Um, how long do you want to test the market for and what do you value most? Um, the higher the price, the longer you're going to wait. So um, so there's only two variables, right? Yeah. Price and time. You got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so th I guess that sums that up. But Yeah. So <coughs> um, we have a lot of buyers to match with property. We do a lot. Uh, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of buyers, Dirk. Um, I, I can't emphasize that enough. There really are. So if um, a, if a seller is ready to close yeah. out for the season, yeah. they're more than welcome to contact you. And yeah. I must admit, and I, I want to repeat that, I'm not from here, and I'm just mm. amazed on mm. the knowledge of uh, LG Bloom and all <laughs> that. And I, I, well. I, I think that's so critical. And I think, mm -hmm. I, I mean, like just to point that out, the group that you are with, Hmm. And and the the colleagues that you have at Jackshaw's Realty, you you are working together. Uh, it's not as competitive in house. I find. Mm -hmm. I think the sales group is highly educated, and I think we are the only agency in Lakes Country where each and every agent has a college degree, a bachelor degree, mm -hmm. and puts them up in experience and approach, analytical approach. Uh, I think that is of great value to to your colleagues. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's a level of uh, genuine uh, care for the client more than the paycheck at the end of the day. Um, it is a, it's a small community, and we we do care about each other. Uh, and real estate is a convoluted uh, beast sometimes, and you really do need an agent that is in it for the right reasons um, uh, and yeah so my experience with this group is just that th there's a, uh, a vein of uh, genuine care streaming throughout uh, the whole team yep. well I I uh, really appreciate that insight and um, I I'm glad you came in hmm. at the right time we have summer and peak and um, you mentioned you live on a lake. I yeah. often ask the outgoing interview guests, um, what do you value about <laughs> lake life and how do you spend your lake life? Um, I think the, the moments I, I find that I value the most are the, those really small moments uh, in the kitchen overlooking the lake or those really brief moments out in the yard just having the view. Uh, and seeing my children down at the water's edge catching frogs and getting muddy. 
uh, and just having my lot is elevated, so I've got an elevated view of the shoreline and the lake. And I think just in those quiet moments, uh, having that perspective and looking out over the water and the dog playing with the kids, I think to me that's the, you know, it sounds kind of simple, but uh, there's such beauty in that. And I'm not trying to over-romanticize it at all. It's just a, uh, yeah, it's what I think I value the most in those quiet moments. Um, I can see that. Uh, I, I also, like, what, gi- what this area gives to me is the connectivity to, to nature mm. and mm. the body of water. I, I love water since I'm a child. I built my first pond out of a sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was <laughs> five, six, the sandbox time was over, and I put a foil in there and made a pond out of it. <laughs> and then I checked it every morning before I went to, high, to school, to, to yeah. kindergarten. And there was this huge frog in there. I just remembered, I got <laughs> scared. Like I was, but I always loved water. I mm. built ponds my whole life. Like mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. we moved, I had to build a pond and they mm-hmm. got bigger and bigger and bigger. My biggest pond was like 24 feet. It sounds huh. like nothing, but I was with a foil, it sure, was artificial. Sure. <laughs> so I was a pond builder by heart. Okay. So I am just amazed by the look of the water yeah. and the fish inside and I can see that. So yeah. having four children and a dog and a wife and so yeah. you're not, you don't need a jet ski. You don't need to be loud. No, not yet. I'm sure my in time, my kids <laughs> will demand <laughs> some sort of uh, water high, sport. Yeah big motored boat or jet ski but uh for now um i really like those tranquil moments Uh, and it is balanced for me too you know a very busy life with four kids and um yeah just being lakeside there's something very tranquil and peace giving about it rejuvenating Mm -hmm. yeah well i i appreciate a lot you coming in people can find you easily jackchiversrealty.com we have an agent section and i can seek you out read a little bit more about your story and uh, yeah, maybe somebody is interested to contact uh, Mike and talk about uh, listing or even buying. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Have a great thank you again. Likewise. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh-huh.